The following episode is brought to you by Darren Katzka, Devious Pop-Tart, Elizabeth Clark, Irene Viorito, Laura Pickren, Nathan Stuller, Charles Compton, Natasha Rallerson, David Scrams, Edvarth Arnoff, Jerry Thunes, Mark Stanley, Rebecca Gauman, and Shelby Johnson, as well as all of our generous patrons. at the Everyone Campaign Setting. I'm your Game Master, Eric. I'm Philip. I'm Trevor. I'm Randy. I'm Jeff. And welcome to another episode. Gentlemen, what happened last time? I don't know. I've lost everything before Jeff started drinking like a raccoon. <laughs> <laughs> we annihilated a poor man. No, we didn't. No, we, we just... Yeah, we really so killed we, that guy sorry. a lot. <laughs> yeah. I the last one that came out, not the last one they will have heard. I oh, apologize. I'm like... I, yeah, we I killed that guy. Thing. <laughs> or maybe I'm taking, taking umbrage of the fact you called him a poor man. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> when we, he... Yeah. We didn't know anything about him. A monster. <laughs> he, he was a monster. He concaved our town. Yeah. We killed a guy and saved Highwall. Yep. It's probably Milo's fault. Well, but Milo was taking a nap the entire speak time. Speak of the he devil. Still doesn't know Aris definitely thinks it's Milo's fault, if nothing else. Eris yeah. definitely thinks Milo is the, was the impetus of it. Eris okay. can distinguish between fault and cause. It all comes back to Milo. <laughs> but yes. Okay, so Milo. The last thing you remember is standing in the cauldron with Eris and Olive talking about something, and then the world turned... Actually, you're standing there watching them, and all of a sudden, kind of the residual thoughts and feelings that you have in your mind that are not yours, the external things that you can hear and feel, go away. It's silence in your own head, which is not something you've experienced since Kylie died. Yes. And then darkness as you pass out. You then see yourself floating outside of your own body. And Olive rush over, can't quite hear what they're saying. It's muffled a bit. And give me a knowledge lore check. Two purple difficulty. I'm doing three, four, five. That's what? Six of those and <laughs> some of them. and That's five of those and three of them. Six of those and half a dozen of the other. So, mm-hmm. you've got. What's the X? X is a failure. It cancels out your successes. Okay, so that can go. So those two can go away. Yep. And that can go away with that. And that's you one, just, two, three, four success and one advantage? Yep. There it is. Okay, so. I'll get it down one of these years. <laughs> Straight out of the gate, you can immediately tell, because of your knowledge of the arcane and everything, that you are in the ethereal plane. You've been booted from your own body. And you can also see, looking down in your own body, the smoke is not coming from your head anymore. And, yeah, that's what you immediately see. And then as the world doesn't begin to fade, but it shifts slightly to where you can tell that there's it's like there's two versions of the world overlapping on each other that you can see and you see like another person that you don't recognize go running through <clears throat> past all of an heiress that they don't seem to react to and they like run through the walls of the cauldron not tearing anything up just no. going through the wall yeah like the wall like, wasn't there for them like milo could do at this point is milo in control of his body yeah you can move and does this person look like Milo currently looks? No, no. This person looks like they belong in the world with Eris and Olive. Like they are in the reality that they exist in. Okay. But due to Olive and Eris not reacting to them running through the cauldron, okay, does not seem that they are actually in the same place that they are, even though you're seeing it that way. Okay. I think that would... Of course, Milo is freaking out because not understanding why this has happened. Is he going to die because the smoke has gone out of his head now? Is that something to keep him alive or what's going on? And then seeing this happen. What's the matter, Philip? 
He would probably, I guess, follow. Okay. To see. You go zooming after this figure that was running, and you find yourself in the high wall district of Sharn, and you begin to see a lot of stuff happening in front of you. First and foremost, you begin to see objects like moving horizontally over the ground, as if gravity isn't working the correct way. Right. But that's only part of what you're seeing. You're also seeing some figures just walking about during their day, shopping, and give me a perception check with just one red. One, two, three, four. That's going to cancel, what, an advantage? Mm -hmm. So that's one, two, three, four success, one advantage. Okay. Yeah, you can tell that even as you're looking at the high wall district that you've come to know through your time coming here with Eris and stuff, you can, like, when you look at some of the windows, you see them both in the state they were before Eris arrived, like, boarded up, dilapidated, clearly these buildings are condemned. But then you also see that overlapped with versions of the windows that are actually really nice and set in there really well. And so it seems to me there are different versions of high wall that you're experiencing. So is this something Milo was thinking, like their planes are converging or? Maybe. I think you get to say what Milo's thinking, actually. (laughs) The two advantage. Would he know that? The two advantage. I will say you like you did not follow that person through the wall. You thought I want to go outside the cauldron and you appeared outside the cauldron. So you get the sense that if you think I want to go somewhere, you'll go to that place. So Okay. Then I would look around and see At this if- point you see a hob <laughs> that you can clearly recognize as your hob moving in a very strange way that does not make sense to you where it's like Hob is moving along the ground like sideways, like he's like this, and he's like leaping from like tree to tree and park bench to park bench, but he's like moving along the ground. It looks very strange. Okay. And do I see Eris and Reynard? You don't see Reynard at any point. After a moment, Eris is like walking just normal. Her hair is like hang like pointed forward. Right. But she's walking normally upright. So. Well, she'd, she'd be crawling yeah. because, you know, she, her, her thighs are not capable <laughs> of holding her body directly out from a yeah. wall. And I recognize this is the heiress that I know. Yeah. And the hob that I know. Yep. Just doing a sick <laughs> Okay. Then you see Egric coming down also. I guess. Milo's... He's, he wants to make sure everybody that he knows is safe, all of safe. Everybody's safe as far as he can tell at this point they in time. Fine. Fine. Other than the world is looks haywire at this point. But And then he, I guess he would just take in the rest of his surroundings. Okay. If he knows his smoke's not coming out of his head, he would like, where did my smoke go? Yeah. So you can see towards the center of High Wall, the direction everything's moving towards, you see a plume of black smoke like coming out of a tower but that's that you think would look very familiar but that's what you see okay Uh, milo's really concerned that he might be the cause of all this Mm -hmm. is there a check he can make to deduce whether it's his fault or something else's caused it one red one purple there it is. It's your fault. <laughs> it's definitely your fault. I'm afraid that one red one there makes it your fault. <laughs> Last time when somebody else rolled that, that one, fair. it made it my fault. That's true. Eric has so seemed this to have is somebody else's fault. You. <laughs> okay. So anyway, I have three success, three advantage, Living and that the despair. <laughs> Actually, two successes because the despair cancels out. So. Yeah, Milo, you can tell that this is not your fault. And once again, you think, I want to go investigate that black plume. You go to that black plume. Like, you don't even move through space and time. You just right. appear there. You see a... Yeah, you can tell this is not your fault. Somebody is channeling the power of Zorat. All right. And they're basically siphoning all of Zorat's power into this ritual. So it got sucked from your body against your will is what happened you can tell okay and so as you get close to this tower where the smoke is coming from you actually see a figure standing over a table the arcane runes not going to make you roll again because your knowledge lore was good enough 
you can recognize this. Yeah, this is a ritual where they are summoning, summoning all of the power of Zorat and trying to make it coterminous with the material plane here and now. Okay. So that's what's going on. If only we'd had a conversation with that guy before murdering him. It would totally have been a different experience. Right. That's how it would have gone. <clears throat> it could have been how it would have gone. I'm, well, I didn't say anything. What are we doing? I blacked out. <laughs> We're not doing anything. That's my, Milo's blacked out. Okay. Three advantage. What would you like to do with the three advantage? Not have the smoke come back in Milo's head. <laughs> you would want that? I, part of me thinks Milo might want that. It's been nothing but trouble. Yeah. But no, nah, not with three advantages. Yeah, but I think there's a part of Milo that might be happy that that smoke's not pouring out of his yeah. head because it has caused a lot of grief. That's the part of Milo that Eris likes. Jeez. Yeah. Three advantage. I don't know. I already feel like things have already happened before. <laughs> before. The, before. The, you can just give yourself an upgrade for your next check if you want. Can Milo affect what is going on in any way or it's... On the material plane? No. Yeah. Okay. Both narratively and from a mechanical standpoint, everything's already happened. Yeah. So, <laughs> this is set in stone. At this point, yeah. it's been released. I, I, yeah, unless anybody's got any ideas. I don't know. Milo's... Take that upgrade. You'll probably, yep, yeah. probably be useful to you. Yeah. Just okay. It. So the despair... Didn't forget. <laughs> that, that's what that little rope <laughs> You feel yourself, as you get closer to this plume of smoke, begin to feel a pull towards it. Not like a compulsion to get like physically pulled towards it. And the magical energy reaches out and envelops you. And all of a sudden, things go dark again. And after a beat, your eyes open. And you see yourself in a wholly unfamiliar place. Not just in architecture, not just in, like, the things around you don't make sense. But you see a couple things that Milo would probably be interested in. Towels. A bed. A much more modern-looking bed than what you're, like, it's not made of wood. It's not made of stone. It's made of some material that you don't think you've ever seen before. Tempur-Pedic. And you see a woman lying in the bed. Her eyes are closed. She's hooked up some machinery. But you recognize it as Kylie. And <laughs> You're so mean. You see her eyes begin to flutter open. The door swings open. And you see some people rush in as she sits up with kind of this confused, hazy look on her face. You see a younger woman that looks a lot like Kylie come rushing in. And you can't hear the words. It's, it's through a couple different layers of water. Like you can hear things being said, but it's very muffled. You can't make out any kind of actual dialogue going on. But you see the younger woman has a look of like grave concern on her face. And Kylie hears her words and then shakes her head and begins to pull off the apparatus that's on her. And she starts like fighting through people to get out of the room to something. And you can follow the scene if you want, but like, her and the younger woman leave the room as oh, yeah. Milo trying to stop them. Yeah, he would definitely. Milo is following okay. this and do nothing about it, but he's going to follow. It's Kylie. Um, a lot of like terminals and stuff that seem vaguely similar to stuff you've seen like in Millhatch Industries and stuff, but just a little bit different, like more advanced. But you see some kind of terminal that is. You recognize like the screen that they're looking at is the ceiling of the cauldron. <laughs> and they're like frantically trying to like, but it's like getting darker kind of thing. And then after a moment, You're everything goes black. Show. <laughs> everything goes black. And you find yourself floating in this, once again, ethereal. You're in the ethereal plane, but it's much more of an ethereal space. There's less sense of space and stuff like that. And you begin to hear voices speaking like in a distance, not too far because obviously you can hear them, but you hear one of the voices speaking is Eris's voice. Can I understand what she's saying? What is Eris saying? Not from this Philip? distance. 
Oh, I'm gonna. <laughs> since I'm someplace else now, I'm going to float over closely. Okay, so you head in the direction of Eris's voice. As you get closer, you hear the other figures that Eris is talking to, and you very clearly recognize one of the other voices. It takes you a second because you're not as familiar with the voice, but you recognize Cassian's voice. And you find yourself in a room that looks like a safe house, and the Cassian that you met before with a with three other figures Eris looks very different from the Eris and then you see two other figures that you don't recognize you never met these people before but you hear Cassian basically saying okay so we know the target's gonna be going after the Ondarian royalty in about a day so we need to make sure that all the tech and everything I mean, the last thing that I want is to run into that drow again. We all remember what happened last time I got stuck somewhere and had to be helped out by, well, you. So. It's hard to predict whether it will work. He's just extremely conf- competent. I don't know if that's the case. But Look, I'm telling you, you send me on this one. I don't know what it is about me. I, do, I get what it is about all of this. But, you know, he, take, he, he pauses when I'm there. Yeah, true. But you're not sending me on this one. I get it. He's made some very specific threats about everyone I love. Joke's on him. I wasn't there. I'll teach him a lesson. I know you will. I know you will. As long as everything is buttoned up and Cassie stops and looks right at you, Milo, as you're floating. Milo? Who? Oh, wait. Milo's. You all can see, like, a ghostly figure is now in the room. But we don't know Milo because... Right. Yeah. Who? What's he got? To- Do you oh. not see the... Yeah. Uh, this is one of the people that helped get me... Yeah, you got the scar. It appears to be a ghost. No. Milo points like... I could activate the countermeasures. No, it's... I think it's ethereal plane. I he's- think it'll trap him this time. <laughs> I don't think, think you've dead. seen it all. What are we going to do with him once we Trust trapped? me. We would know if that Milo was... useful. Dead. Huh? You, okay. So you all don't know... Milo Kegbottom. You have heard of somebody named Milo that's a big deal to people back at home base. So the name Milo would mean something, just not on a personal level. Is this that Milo? Yeah, this is that Milo. Hey, Milo, what, what's up, buddy? You're sure Milo. I shouldn't trap him. She's been extremely reckless about all this. I know, but we don't... Yeah, Milo it. tries to communicate, but... Try to communicate. Oh, I thought I... <laughs> Try to communicate. <laughs> I think you're trying to tell us something. Hey, what, what is it? Milo. What is it, boy? Cassian. Yeah, it's me, and it's you. Yes. And you're here. Uh, how and why? I, I don't understand what's happened. I. I. So either you're not I, dead. No, I'm on the obviously on the ethereal plane. Smoke stopped coming out of my head, and I. That sounds like. Positive improvement if Passed smoke was coming out, out of your head. And I'm now, it seems I'm just. Interrupting a meeting. Going everywhere. And uh, who's this? And Milo looks it. She has a, a scarlet dyed mohawk, has goggles very similar to the ones that Eris got from Cassian, presumably. Her clothing is much more plain, much more put together and orderly with a, having just gone to that restaurant, with a distinctly Dargul look to her gear, much more so than the, the heiress. Okay. But the tattoos are the same, and so you would have yeah. Yeah. ways to recognize her. I know Milo picked up on it, but I wanted the visual. Yeah. Everyone else want to describe the physical appearance of their characters? Uh, yeah, sure. The guy that you heard speaking is tall and thin, with long brown hair just pulled back into a low ponytail and he's wearing a very plain brown cloak but you catch a glint of some like copper color at the collar and a little bit of peeking out of the back of the the bottom of the sleeves the cuffs of the sleeves and he has a actually you know what he doesn't Cassian does Yeah. yeah so he does not have a weapon on him and then this person is a seemingly human woman with like bright orange hair snatched back in a pony and like a hot pink looks like claw mark tattoo on her forehead and the outfit is very like Black Widow 
Okay. Okay. So very assassin. Nice. Okay. And Cassian's wearing the gear that you saw Cassian. So um, Milo goes, "Who's this over here?" That after that comment that was made, and not uh, relevant. I mean, sounds very much and looks quite similar to Eric. Yes, I know. I'm not going to make a big deal out of the fact that he knows your name <laughs> because you don't want for him to know that he was a <laughs> I think you ought to, you know, notice that. He knows your name. He got it right. Dex is saying this loud enough for everyone to hear. In a sense. Okay. I did debrief that. wrong in a specific way. He knows a version of, yeah. Anyway, we yes. don't need to get into that. Okay, Milo, the smoke's not coming out of your head, so you probably got your tie to Zoriat severed. I don't know why that caused your soul to leave your body, but that is concerning. I uh, would love for you to get back. Does it yes. not sound like a relieving thing? Would we be to privy? Have one's mind not to Kylie. From Zora? But will it not be better for her? What she's doing is dangerous. I. But. Listen, doing something dangerous and reckless just because it makes you feel better doesn't make it wise. <laughs> the technology that allowed her to do that is the core of how we can jump universes, though. She had the breakthrough, like, maybe she could be afforded an indulgence. No offense, Milo. Right, but now... It'd... I will say that I was there briefly in her location, and she was connected to some machines, and... Yeah, she's, and she's she... comatose. No, she's not. She sat up and unhooked everything and went to some screens with, oh, I'm going to assume is probably... Cassie holds up a finger and, like, talk amongst yourselves. All of which supports my assertion that this was extremely unwise and dangerous as it apparently coincided with her coma. Cassian steps away and starts talking on a communicator. You're killing me, Aris. This is... We need to focus on the novelty of the situation right now. Instead of critiquing it. <laughs> so we t- do we tell them our names too, or no? You can, I'm loyal. You can call me E. Just the letter. Short for Evie, short for Evelyn, don't call me either, I'll kill you. Very well. This e- is a person Harris would get along with. <laughs> I know I say this every time, but if you don't tell them what it's short for, there's not a lot of danger of them calling you that. Okay, but where's the fun in that? I, my brain is melting because I keep almost saying what Hob would say, in these, especially to Harris. You sure I shouldn't trap him? No, I don't think that. If anything, I think maybe what will be best for us is to make sure that he makes it back. All right. Eris walks over, opens a kit, and starts working on a device. Okay. Milo's over intent on what Cassian's doing because no. he's concerned about Kylie. Hey, hey, Milo, you want to look over here for a minute? But I'm very concerned about. I understand Kyla. that. I, yeah, c- c- come here for. Here's the thing. Cassian's not going to talk to you right now. If you'd like answers, perhaps some of the more vocal members of the group. You don't know this yet. That is certain to me. I've got a feeling. E. Cassian has an earpiece in, so it's not like you. It's not like a speaker yeah, on his. I, so yeah. I, very well. All right. Once Milo comes close. All right. Hey, buddy, listen. Sorry that you're here. I hope it's not too disconcerting for you. We're going to try to get you back. And uh, when you get back, there's... Cassian says, hold on. No, none of that. We don't do that. I will admit that I was a bit... I could have used a little more subterfuge. <laughs> now that I think about it. Because you have an earpiece in. So I thought perhaps you couldn't hear me. Uh, I learned quickly that that is not the case. No, we don't... And Cassian walks back over. We don't, we don't interfere that way. Come on. We interfere in all kinds of ways. We prevent... We don't... Listen, I'm very in favor of regulations, but this one... He is correct. We interfere constantly. If it happens, it's not the end of a timeline. Bad stuff happens, but it's not like... Why do we get to decide that? It's not within the purview of our scope. That that very clear thing. Like, it's going to kill a timeline. Then we step in and intercede. But we don't... Take away agency when, from people. When no, other organizations agency. have the amount of success that we have had, they expand other roles. Okay. So we are now moving beyond simply apocalyptic events. The rules are what make us who we are. If we didn't have rules, we would be like all the other entities that are jumping around that we have to go fix the problems that they try to do. I like to think that it is our moral fortitude that makes us who we are. That's part of... Uh, I believe, in fact, that the other organizations have rules that are just, like, dangerous, bad ones about hurting people and ours are about helping people. 
Milo, you begin to feel a pull away from this room. Oh, it's working. Oh, he did it. He, 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 he's going and Milo right says, right. whatever you do, oh, just make <laughs> sure that Kylie is safe. Oh, that would that, have been. That's the whole gig. And you feel smoke begin to wisp out of your forehead. And you all see Milo begin to like get pulled away like he's about to get gone. Dex, just in case you guys didn't realize, Dex is stink-eyeing Cassian about cutting him off when he's about to say anything. Look, we're going to take care of Kylie. You take care of your stuff, I guess. Like, really is eyeing Cassian about not having said this thing. Just by the like about to fade away for yeah. good. Yeah. Right. Milo. Whatever. Don't kill. Ka- don't kill Calloway. No. What? Whoa. And then turns the switch. And Milo, you get sucked out of the room. Banished. And you all <gasps> as your eyes open up and black smoke, and you find yourself in Olive's room in the cauldron. Everything seems fine. It's not though. Everything seems disheveled, to be fair. Everything's up against one wall. Yeah. But everything might now have the potentiality to become fine, but it's not. We're not back. You can be back. Yeah. You hear voices as the crew enters the cauldron. Okay. okay. Important question. Has Eris's hair returned to its original color? All of the changes that occurred are back to <laughs> Has Hobbs' face returned to Thank its original goodness. location? Yes. Reynard's hands are the right direction. Yes. Oh, about that. <laughs> the trees are no longer made of flesh. Oh, yeah. That was a that bad one. That was bad. Yeah, that, that was more. <laughs> of all the things that happened, there's that one flesh the tree left. There's one just <laughs> disgusting tree. So you hear voices as people come back in. And Milo's still where he collapsed, I'm assuming. No, you got carried up. You're in Olive's bed. Oh, that's right. They carried me up. I remember that. Look, all I'm saying, it was exactly the same as the smoke that comes out of his head. We're all saying that. Were your hands backwards too? No. Oh. No, it was much worse. Did you? Uh-huh. just throws <laughs> his hands in the air and turns around. You see my ass. Milo! No, it was pink. Okay. Milo! Yes, I'm awake now. And oh, yes, good. the smoke is back to coming out of my head. That's disappointing. Come on, he's awake. That's not disappointing. That's not disappointing. Okay, thank you. <laughs> not disappointing, he's alright. I was just hoping, maybe, when we killed that person down at the <laughs> really almost just cursed there when we killed that top down at the bottom of the bottom whatever it was it's not the bottom anymore it's just over there right. now right. yeah hoping. did you all figure out who was behind it Olive says this oh uh, we found who was behind it and we murdered him oh we didn't have didn't get a name oh didn't mm. ask we weren't given an opportunity to talk to him he did not present himself politely well, yeah, he folded high walls in half. Right. Hello, are you okay? Yes, I'm on my way down. We all are. Yeah, I think Hob might be really, like, really screwed up right now. Yeah. <laughs> so, Milo, as you enter the main area of the cauldron, you see everything up against one wall. Like, everything up against one wall. And, yeah. Whatever's well, coming out of your head folded the neighborhood in half. No, that's not quite... 100% because when I went unconscious I entered into the ethereal plane and I oh, I'll just sit down okay. <laughs> and I saw like planes trying to become terminus and people walking about as if everything was fine and then this where we are everything topsy-turvy and I went to the low of where the black smoke was in that tower and it seemed that he along with the other he sucked the magic out of my head along with I guess wherever else he was pulling it from how does that because Eris is not aware of is that correct? Does Eris know where Milo? The, yeah. She's yeah. Aware, oh, yeah. she is aware. Okay. Yeah, yeah Cassie and Milo because I was trying to yeah. not tell her. No. <laughs> so no. that cat has been out of the bag for a while. Okay, I didn't know if she had exactly known that, but yes, it basically whoever it was took my magic and was trying to bring it in to cause, I guess the planes to become coterminous to what I don't because know. that's what that magic trailing out of your head does yes but if I still didn't if I did not have this magic coming out of my head 
he would have still been doing the same thing. I think perhaps. As he was drawing it out, he drew it from me as well, in addition to wherever else. <clears throat> However else he was pulling it in. I think perhaps a more charitable read would be the same thing is causing both the smoke out of Milo's head and whatever happened. I'm saying it's a there. lot more dangerous than we thought it was. Now that I agree with, but I, we're starting, a, this conversation goes nowhere if it feels as though we're blaming Milo for this. And I want to nip that in the bud today. I I, yes, I know. I don't think Milo could do it if he wanted to. He's oh. expressed himself. He doesn't know how his magic works. But I'm learning as we go. It's a great way to learn. You are? <laughs> okay, he didn't say that. I'll rub several of the places that he's been affected by my little magic. <laughs> we all are. <laughs> yes, I have more to share in my travels out of my body. I also saw Cassian. And I saw not my Kylie, but I guess the Kylie that I have a connection with who was in a coma, no longer in a coma, looking at screens. Out of a coma? What? Looking at what? In a coma, out of coma? Yes, it's like she knew something was wrong and came out of what, the coma she was in. And I saw Cassian. She came out while you were unconscious. And hmm. I would assume so, yes. And I saw That's a version tiny. of you. Eris leaves. Eris, where are you going? I'm gonna go see how the bar is. Right. Come with you, Rick. I'll let her go. Um, I have a lot of questions. Yes, that, that's, yes. And so, well... I, I think it's not uncharitable to say Eris wouldn't have shared the whole Cassian multiverse thing with Olive. Would, would Eris have shared that with Olive? It just seemed like Eris dismissed most of it, so it wouldn't have been worth sharing. But I could be wrong. Eris probably talked about this mad person that we okay. went on a mission with in explanation of the new goggles. Okay. Yeah, there was quite a bit that yeah. happened with Cassian outside of just the... Yeah, the, the new goggles would be would require some sort of explanation because Eris didn't make them. Okay. And uh, we came back pretty hurt from that one too, didn't we? Yeah, there was also so. that. Yes. And Eris, I really think you should stay. I think she's gone. Milo. The door closes. <sighs> Now, is Cassian your minotaur friend or the lizard man? <laughs> you would absolutely remember Cassian. As neither I, one of those. I do. He gave you the quiver. Yeah, all your magic time, arrows. Time that traveler. was his name. Oh my God. Yes. So, <sighs> anyway, I saw someone look to the heiress from wherever I was and a couple of other people that I did not know. And They sound cool. As, and somehow they... Really awesome drown concocted a device to send me back and as I was fading back into my body the last words that one of them told me was for us not to kill Calloway that doesn't sound right <laughs> like it was imperative that we not kill Calloway that's interesting when because when Cassian was here, he was very clear about not telling us things like that. I think when I was told that, Calloway, excuse me, Cassian, was not happy that information was shared. See, Milo doesn't know his name either. They seem to exclusively <laughs> tell you the things that they're not supposed to tell people and then we're supposed to believe you. I don't know that Hob knows how to react to that. See, I think right, the thing better than dramatic irony is when the characters are told the important information, but they refuse to believe the important information. I would possibly. <laughs> All right, so the other heiress. Yes. I'm genuinely trying to remember. I'm trying to put myself back into how much Hob bought into this stuff. It was more than heiress, but less than Milo. Well, because Milo had the one-on-one -on -one conversation. With, uh, Milo has more information right. than anyone else. That's what I'm saying. That's what they seem yeah. to tell you all this stuff. I pretty much shared Everything, yeah. Everything, yeah. So other heiress told you that we can't kill... Uh, no, it was... Yeah, it was other heiress. It was? Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was Dex. They both tried to tell you. I Aris. tried. Heiress was the one that actually said it. Okay. Randy, it was like four minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to take in a whole lot of stuff. There was a lot. No. It was Harris. It, it was... Yes, it was the other heiress who said it is essentially from the 
tone of her voice that it is imperative. I took it to mean perhaps for our world, maybe, not to kill Calloway. It's never been a foregone conclusion for Hob that we were going to kill Calloway. So I think, yeah, look, I don't have a strong feeling either way about whether he lives or dies, but I will not allow... That's way too strong for right now. I had always thought if it was necessary, we would absolutely kill him. Yeah, read those sorts of things, sure. Yes. Do you think you can go back and ask more questions? (laughs) No. Because it's like my soul was ripped from my body. Is that a stupid question? Why are you laughing? No, it's a funny question. It's not a stupid question. If we... Duct tape your head closed so your soul can't come out. Do you think eventually? No, I stopped the flow before and he didn't. His soul didn't escape his body, so I don't think that's a. It takes longer. Perhaps. Yes, I possibly have some. Don't tell Eris, but I may have some magic that can put me on the ethereal plane. I've not tried it and I don't know at the point in my existence that I would wish to. Eris, as you walk through the Highwalls district, people coming out of the woodwork helping set stuff right, pick stuff up. Just, just sets Egric to start lifting. Okay. Mm-hmm. They seem very thankful, but are you headed to Soaring Spirits, or you... She'd start making her way that direction, seeing people in in trouble or things broken that Egric can lift into place, that sort of thing, she would stop and help. But yes, in general, she's moving in that towards the bar. Okay. So... Yeah, you're stopping to help people, but it seems people are very quick to get out of their homes and help people recover, pick stuff up. And yeah, you get to Soaring Spirits relatively quickly, and same thing. It's largely more of the same. People just picking stuff up. You see a lot of the bottles were smashed when the gravity shifted in Soaring Spirits, but they're picking up. It doesn't seem, people's spirits don't seem broken, if that makes sense. But their spirits are broken. Ah. Yeah. You see? Very yeah, good. I do that. Very good. <laughs> uh, Mark that to cut his joke. That was good. <laughs> that seems like a quote. I'm just really glad that you're a confident guy, Trevor. <laughs> Makes me happy. At least I'm listening to that. Jesus. Way <laughs> to aim for the middle, Trevor. <laughs> yeah, Yorlin out in front of the store, in front of Story Experience, in fact, like helping people pick stuff up. You saw him before, mm-hmm. but yeah. So that's what you see currently. That's what she's doing. She's Okay. Just, Yorlin sees you approaching. Did you share your name? I can't remember. Fixer. Yeah, I was about to say, would you like to say that you shared your name so he doesn't just call you the Fixer? <laughs> she definitely left before actually introducing herself to anyone. Okay, so Yorlin sees you. He's like, it's a uh, Fixer, right? Oh, I'm Zay. 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 Nice to meet you, Zay. Formally. Yeah. He extends it, and as he's picking stuff up, moving it about, fixing the sign on the door. It's like, everything okay at your home? It's all against the wall, but... Yeah. Better than some circumstances. Do you need any help or anything, or are you just here to... to oh, no, out? I just... I have a golem that can lift things, so I figured there's probably plenty huh. of things broken that need... That. Yeah. Yeah, if you actually wanted to go to... There's a... Eamon, he's a scholar, librarian. He was a professor at university back in Kyre. He has a lot of, like, bookshelves and stuff that I'm sure that's yeah. going to take a while if you want to go help Eamon. He's, you see the big building with kind of the dome on the top over there? That's his spot if you want to go help him. Thank you. Yeah. And yeah, you see a male half-elf, a little bit older, graying around the temples. The door fell off when it swung open, so he doesn't have a front door right now, so mm-hmm. you just see him walking around. And he looks up and sees you. He's like, hi, the fixer. I do have things that need lifting. Oh, yeah. Oh, hi. You're Egric. big. Egric. Yeah, here, just come in and appreciate the help. And back to the call. So, you all were saying. Hob has begun taking high-placed things that he recognizes where they were. And yeah. Any, anything that he's all not reaching that tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Putting things back on the higher shelf. Yeah. That he knows what they are. He's yeah. not touching anything. He does not know what it is or does. <laughs> so wise. I'll uh, leaving that to Raynard. Raynard, can you grab that? <laughs> <laughs> Liquids that Raynard's shaking the bottle, like, 
Radar, will you taste this to see if it goes in the refrigerator or the laboratory? <laughs> After a few minutes, the door to the cauldron opens, and Kath and Sana walk in, okay. and they seem very nonplussed or shook at all, clearly did not experience what you all just did, and Kath kind of looks around. What happened? Whole place bowled up. I need much more context. <laughs> Reality was distorted. Right. Keep and- trying. Okay, so... Those are my big words for the day. <laughs> You've seen bowls. Imagine High Wall became one. Probably more of a vase, really, if it was that steep. And Kath looks at Hob and bobs her head towards Milo. What happened? And Milo's smoke. So it's not because of my smoke. No, That's it went away. would say, to be fair, Milo. It went away, caused this, came back. So they absolutely... <laughs> It was Milo's smoke, independent of Milo. <laughs> it's possible that Milo's keeping all of this at bay. <laughs> as soon as he got out, magic this can, happened. Your magic can leave you and work independently of you? It, that seems worse than Eris's theories. It, yeah. It was taken by some obviously evil person in a tower. Yes, a very odd person I that think it's, it's wise to remember that, unlike science, what we shouldn't be doing is making hypotheses based on our observations so far. I know, in science, that's the way you roll, if I get it. But we've got to suspend that a bit for this. Okay. And Sana pipes up. So are we going to hunt a warlord soon? Oh my goodness. (laughs) The warlord! (laughs) Told to come meet you here for that? And we're going to, yes. Hob takes a moment to actually explain. I've used all my PTO with Ulfin to be here, so I can't do it again if we're going to delay. <laughs> You've got it. I know an orc named Samuel Gompers. You have a, a shift to... exchange book? Hob, Hob actually takes a second to explain what just happened yeah. and why we're all so freaked out and a little messed up. It's my weird. face was in my stomach. <sighs> Is Eris okay? Where did she... No, her hair was different. Eris has... Eris and Egrick went to see where else they could help him. Oh, that's nice. That's what Hob assumes. Yeah. Actually, no. Hob knows that once she got out of there, that's what she was going to do. I think that's fair. Okay. We'll go get them. They're a part of this. Obviously. But a, a big thing just happened to a bunch of people in where Eris lives, and so we're going to... She's taking a second. Okay. Yeah. Hob is not saying she walked off because she was upset about hearing about the other planes again. I guess we'll help you clean up here while we wait on Harris to get back. Oh, thank you. And then Brainerd just sits down. (laughs) (laughs) Worst dude. And then I think if there is, if we really are just taking a second and time, like, not a long time, but putting things back where they need to be, uh, that Olive can, and Harris, when she gets home, can clean up more later. Yeah. But... A hob would start because we do have to start getting in the mindset of this job we have. Back going back over. All right, so there's the blood collecting ones that can, you know, clone clone your blood, and then there's the other ones were just attack, right? Yeah. The shadow stalkers and then the arcane sentries were another thing that you discovered. The sentries are basically like mobile surveillance devices. The shadow stalkers are what the thing that you all, that Eris exists, and the blood seekers, you don't know what they look like. But yeah. they're the ones that they, if they can get a hold of your blood, they can track you at that point. Yeah. Yeah. So Hob just starts running through all that stuff again. Like we've never seen one of the blood seekers. We've all seen. Is it, is it laying around? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She's, re- she's repurposed one to. Is track it, back to its home. Is it crawling around? Yeah, yeah. it probably. It's, yeah. it's no, a Roomba powered up. It's, right. Eris, is your hack ha- helping Eamon? He is directing Egric like where to put like books that have fallen and stuff. And as you're seeing this, like he's not putting them in like alphabetical order, or it's inscrutable, like where he's where he keeps his books as you're. <sighs> I hate I have a system, guys. Randy, <laughs> you would be an I have a system guy, wouldn't you? I have no system. So's Eris, almost certainly. Eris, <laughs> yeah, not the, No, not the yeah. Actually, Randy, you do strike me as a war. There is no system guy. That's true. That's why there's no system. Yeah, Eamon's not, like, talking shop or anything with Eris yeah. because obviously he's, like, directing Egric where to put stuff back. But as Eris looks around, he's like... Very clear that the first thing that Eamon put back in order, potentially because that was the thing he could most easily do so, is his desk, which is already up against the wall that would have been 
turned up. Yeah. And you see a small stack of books about pottery, like Chiron pottery and stuff like that, and like a mound of clay that he's been forming and working, but it is not indiscernible, discernibly not Chiron pottery. Like it's, yeah, it's not what he's going for kind of thing. What are you working on? Oh, I, so I have this thing. I don't really talk to people about it, but you're here and you saw it and it's going to be weird if I don't tell you about it now. So there was this Chiron philosopher way back when that had this whole thing about innovation only comes from ignorance is the idea. And so not realizing a challenge is like the best tool to rise up against it. And so I'm trying that in an artistic endeavor, seeing if I know what like Chiron pottery looks like to a certain extent, but I'm not a pot a potter. Yeah, potter. Potter. And so like I'm trying to recreate my approximation of Chiron pottery to see if I can do something interesting and different in that space. And then I have the books there once I'm done to cross check my work to see if I did stuff similar or did it wildly differently and if it failed, why and stuff like that. But so that's my thing is like I pick a thing and I try to excel at it with no knowledge about it to see if I can create something new and different. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's like sculptor. That's the word that I was trying to think of before. I don't sculpt things in general. Uh. But yeah. So yeah. It's just, yeah. The whole philosophy is like as soon as you assign a label to yourself, you limit what you can accomplish. So it's best to go in just with no intention, so that you can see what it will happen. Yeah. Huh. All right. I don't know. I'm weird. At least that's what other kids told me when I was little. Sure. Yeah. That's not me inviting you to call me weird, because it really did hurt my feelings. I'm just not... I'm making the joke before you can. Yeah. So, thank you for <laughs> helping with the books, though. Eris sort of watching this with a slightly puzzled look on her face because she See, doesn't know and that's, how to respond. That's the look. And so I know that you think it. And so, yeah. I was just a lot of feelings in that speech. Now how to respond to that. Most people don't when they interact with me. So, yeah, you're... Okay. Welcome to High Wall. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. People don't respond well to me either. Oh. It's probably me. It's definitely me. <laughs> okay. I think you're nice and cool, and thank you for this and the other stuff you've been doing, and so... I haven't talked much. That's yeah. usually where the problem is. I'm doing things and fixing things. It's usually okay. People like talking about you. Yeah. Yeah. You're sending stone on. <laughs> yeah, yes, absolutely. <laughs> sounds like the yeah. beginning of a beautiful relationship. <laughs> no, it sounds like two people who aren't going to get along. Oh, you're sending stone and you hear Hobbs say, There's cauldrons back in. Acceptable order. Do you need a hand out there? Just finishing up here at this. Is this a library or a bookstore? Or what? Library? You, do you. Is it. Do you loan the books? Do you just keep the books? Is this just, like, your place? Like, I loan the books out when, like, people want them, but saying it's a library kind of invites people to come, and right. I don't want that yet, so... I'm just helping out this guy's book collection with his shelves and stuff. Well, now you made it I'll sound weird. God, I'm so weird. Why a book collection? That sounds pretty cool. <laughs> right. Yeah, what? But wait. I don't... Because Hop can hear him. Yeah. <laughs> Right, okay. I don't read personally. We <laughs> swear about done. If you recall, we've got quite a bit to attend to when you're ready. Yeah, we'll be back in, in, in just a minute. Sorry. Eris is now extremely uncomfortable, and we'll begin to... Uh, I'm sorry that I just... What? I don't... First through fifth impressions aren't my thing. You apologize to me a lot, and I haven't known what for any of the times. Just being me... Why would you apologize for that? I never apologize for that. I, I can. That's awesome for you. I love that for you. That's great. It's not great for all of us. I'm still <laughs> on the line here. Sometimes it'd be nice. To, just I just kidding. I really. You don't need. No. Go. I'm gonna keep talking. If you stay here, and 
none of us want that, so. I don't know. Okay. It was nice to meet you. You don't gotta lie. What? I'm not. This seems romantic. What is. You <laughs> need therapy. Yeah. <laughs> Why? No, I. Okay. I, um, I'm sorry. Like, I. Stop. Why are you sorry? <laughs> because you seem uncomfortable, and I feel like that's my fault. And I just wanted to come to High Walls to meet people and maybe be a teacher, and I'm too awkward for that. That's so great. I'm There's a bar. Maybe you should have a drink. Yeah, I was there. I saw you. I bought you a drink, and that oh, seemed nice. But... Okay, thank you. And I'm sorry all your books are out of order. No, and... they're getting back in right order. Okay. Good luck with sculpting. <laughs> thank um, you. See you around, I think. Yeah, I'll be soaring spirits and just, yeah. I'll be around. They're opening like a garden thing, I think, next week. So, what? I'm gonna go to that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Bye. What just happened? Who was that guy? <laughs> what just happened on my podcast? <laughs> what just happened? <laughs> See, this is why I should not have a love bike. I want to scream right now. What in the world? That was, that's so fucking completely thrown for a loop. I go, it's. The listener don't know this, but at the table you might have noticed I was like I went blackout confused for the last forty-five seconds of that conversation. It was very Maybe rom-com, and a half. right? But for it to be rom-com, for it to be a Hallmark movie, Eris would need to be like a really well put together yeah. upper class woman who stumbles in on this weird, awkward dude who owns a bookshop. Anyway, end of episode. Thanks for everyone for listening. <laughs> if you, it was really fun. Was. It was so weird. It was really fun. I was feeling awkward for both of you. <laughs> To help. That was really nice. He wish he wishes he could express that in a way that didn't make anyone feel uncomfortable. But anyway, Eris returns to the cauldron. It seemingly looks like it's put back pretty close. Some things are in the wrong spot, but yeah. they're pretty. Goes about fixing. There is definitely a collection of things on the floor that none of us wanted to touch. <laughs> that, no, yeah. no lie. Maybe all of it. I was like, no, let's just. <laughs> okay, Catholics at Holly. So. Are we heading out soon, or what's the plan? Eris, are we ready? Do we have a we have a little hunting dog? Yeah, it should work. All right. You have a hunting dog? No. He means I that. sometimes speak Eris, in colorful metaphor. Eris touches a button on her gauntlet, and the little thing, like, clink, ah, spiders up onto its legs. Sana hops up onto one of the tables. I don't... Here's the question. I don't like that. As we yeah, all know. really not going to enjoy this then. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but right. we want Sana to come with us. As we all know, and none of us have ever forgotten, I have a harness that allows me to track. <laughs> Would it be best if we let Fido here go on his own? Right, and then you track. And then once it stops. Right. Because that way we're not yeah, that's a good idea. following it, we can go to it later, see where. Sure. Yeah. So, perhaps we just... Sure. Turn her loose. Harris gives it the command to return to its... Hopstar saying, I don't love you anymore! Go away! You can't live with us! Trying to scare it off. Harry and Henderson's. I get it. Exactly. Born free. Sana. Yeah, and it literally skitters away. Okay, so we just wait. I'm gonna go make some coffee. Anybody want coffee? Yes. Make a pot? Coffee. Yeah, actually, perfect. Nice pot, exactly. It's just the. Does yours not have the attachment thing where you can put like the bigger thing in it and it makes a whole pot? It's only a single serve. You have hot and cold running coffee in here. Yeah. Me. Only ever need a mug. I believe it's called calf. Look at this guy. (laughs) Learning. (laughs) Hundred forty-eight episodes later. (laughs) Picked up on one thing. All right. Hob just puts his mouth underneath it and wheezes the juice for a second. (laughs) He's like, "All right, I'm good. Next." Sonic goes over and begins, like, making coffee for everyone. A Cal- mug at a time. Sorry, Trevor. <laughs> Our resident Eberronic <laughs> expert. It's difficult because Eris owns one mug. Yeah. Poor, poor Sonic. Like, it's your night off. Stop <laughs> it. This is how she gets out her nervous energy. It would appear um, that way. <laughs> yeah, by drinking liquid anxiety. We're drinking coffee out of, like, <laughs> by s- beakers. Beakers, yeah. yeah. 
healing potion bottles. Like uh, Milo got his little side little pack, and he just pulls out a mug. I got a mug just in pieces. <laughs> no, that's fine. Reynard's eyeballing a vase. <laughs> what, is what is it, Trixie or whatever? Not for coffee. It works. Has whatever. Okay, so how long are you going to let this thing take off before you then begin to? pursue because you're not gonna be able to say it when it stops you just see the right. direction it's no, you just let it have a head start yeah we know it's in the cogs right yeah and we know how far long it takes for us to get to the cogs relative sure. to 45 minutes and yeah. probably time will be depends it, on how this thing gets to the cogs also yeah if true. it's taking the stairs then it's gonna take a while if it right. just just happens yeah so i figure if we give it 45 minutes and okay then we'll we will it will stop Okay. 20 ish minutes before we probably get there. So, as San is handing out the resident vessels of Calf, she looks at Hob. So, Hob, how things been going? Earlier today, my face was in my stomach. Summarize everything again for us, Hob. Yes. Is that like a metaphor? No, it has been color for language when we asked about the dog. Right, I, and I do. I don't get the around that. But what happened was my face left my head. I feel like you, you already told us about that. That was like the re- but like, how, what have you been up to when you're not like in mortal peril? The mortal peril tends to make the other things get fuzzy. Okay. I, no, here, you know, never mind. Never I'm mind. sorry. It's I'm fine. not trying no, to be no, no, rude. It's, it's, the most yeah. important thing that's happened to me lately was when my face moved to my stomach. I think our last social engagement was her party. And I don't think we've stopped right. since then. I found out that I had this job. I, when I'm not being Hob, he's staring at a wall and softly humming, because it's easier for me to picture that. Oh, I picture that. He just that. slowly he stands there like in a character selection scene in Fortnite, just bobbing back and forth just a little bit. Three guys. I apologize, Jeff. I will. I have genuinely been playing Hob lately, where yeah. if he's not on screen, he's like resting. Okay. Because he's really sad and exhausted and he hasn't told a lot of people about the sad part yet but I think it's coming through He's, he does he starts to fill her in that, I think that's a conversation he starts to fill her in on the last two or three jobs and okay. what they're doing here in this thing and I think maybe he realizes he goes I've not really done much everyone can give me a perception check with just one red one red one red. I if I have a yellow or not. Just two. Two yellow. Two fail. Failure with three. No. One threat, one success. Okay. <laughs> um, failure with four. Why are you laughing at me so much today? No, I'm laughing because you're the only one that passed. You thought none of us were going to succeed. Four advantage. Uh, so we have a lot of advantage on the table. One threat. Reynard, you can tell... Over the course of the 30 to 45-ish minutes, because, like, Sana tries to engage everyone in this same line of questioning. That <laughs> Sana tries to engage in this same line of questioning with Milo and Eris and you, Reynard. And you can tell the motivation behind this, Reynard, and you seem to be the only one that picks up on this. All Sana wants is, like, a sense of normalcy with her and her circle. <laughs> and she understands that, like... You, you all live lives that are not normal, mm-hmm. but it also seems like, like she just wants, yeah, like her relationships don't feel normal lately. They don't feel like normal friendships. And so it's like killing her inside. So she tries to find these moments where it can be like just friends hanging out, drinking coffee, and it never works. And so <laughs> you can see like a sense of like tension in Sana that she's not like, she, oh God, she would never actually overtly express that tension. But you, Reynard, you're picking up on that a little bit. So, yeah. Sauna. Yeah. What's come up? Here, come here. Okay. What? And she walks over away from everyone else with Reynard. What's up? I just want to let you know that I don't judge you for having uh, people in your living room. <laughs> Wrong sister! <laughs> wrong sister. <laughs> no, but we know that she held him in the living room, the right? Wrong sister. Well, I mean, that was cat. 
But Sana is the one who kidnapped them. No, no. Cass is the one that kidnapped them. But we talked to Sana, right? Yes. Yeah, about Cass. But, but it was Cass. Yeah, in so the fridge. So Sana knows. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so you, we all know. You picked up on Sana desperately wants to have a normal conversation, and you were like, I don't judge you for your captive. Yeah, trying to make it normal. This is how Reynard would try to make it normal. I love it. You're the dumbest person I know. I love you so much. I'm staying true to character. Yeah, no, yeah, no absolutely. We love it. Son, it like looks. He's like, I, uh, what? Look on Eric's face. Yeah, we talked about it. We saw. Yeah. No, I know. I <laughs> don't ever stop. Thank you for that, Reynard. I appreciate that you don't judge me for the actions of my sister and how I don't stop her. Yeah, thanks. I appreciate it. Yeah, you just seemed tense. Yeah. No. So, I... just want to clear the air on that one. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. <laughs> appreciate it. <clears throat> Genuinely, thank you. Yep. She, Are you good otherwise? <laughs> I'm great. I'm great. Working at Olfins and um, helping train Ace and... Oh, uh, great. great. Well, that'll turn anyone great. to a stress great. ball, I'm sure. Uh-huh. 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 Yeah, maybe that's the real issue. Yeah. Do you want more coffee? <laughs> I think I get more coffee. So, I would love it. Thank you. Yeah. Calf. <clears throat> oh, my God. Sana walks away from me. <laughs> I need a second. That's the real issue. Oh my god. End of episode. <laughs> Jeff's going to need 15 before he's able to record again, so we'll call it there. Thank you all so much for listening. If you want to be part of the conversation surrounding this episode, you can join our Discord, the link to which you can find on all of our socials Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. We have a YouTube channel, youtube.com slash the Geek Pantheon, that I do all kinds of tabletop role playing game related videos over there, and the link to the Discord is in the description of all those videos. We have another actual play on the Laughing Tree channel that is run by Philip, played in by myself, called Kyber Shard, set in the city of Stormreach, using D&D 5th edition. We also have a Patreon, patreon.com slash thegeekpantheon. If you want to support the shows in any way, you are able to do so over there. And we have merch at thegeekpantheon.com. Thank you all so much for listening. I've been your Game Master, Eric. I'm Philip. I'm Trevor. I'm Randy. I'm Jeff. We'll see you next time.